step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Cover Monkeys. My name is Roxy and I am your host. This podcast was born out of my admiration for the working musicians around me and... A love for the nuance of live music performance and long-form podcasts. I wanted it to be a forum to take inspiration from your local heroes, to create a community in our industry, and to see how working musicians around me have made a living. I also just really wanted three-hour conversations with musicians I really thought were awesome. <laughs> On a selfish note. All right, okay, hello. This is Jamie. Hello. Ooh, hello. hello. Good evening. Yes. Echo Charlie Alpha, Lima, Margarita. <laughs> Vodka? What yes, indeed. Um, anyway, so Jamie is my cousin and a guitar player, um, singer, keys player, primarily keys. Was keys your first? Uh, no, but to be honest, keys was my first instrument by a few, by like two years. But realistically, I think I'm about level, maybe. Realistically, I'm fabulous on both of them. No, no. <laughs> there's, de- there's, there's, there's far too many really good guitarists and really good keys players but it's I always say to everyone when I meet them I'm uh, a jack of all trades master of fuck all that's my I should put that on my business card that's <laughs> jack of all trades master of fuck all yeah I should do that as well by the way apologies there, there will be swearing in this podcast so dude mum dad if you're watching apo- I, apologies your mum and dad are alright with swearing yeah but I just think it, I don't know it's, it's, you shouldn't be okay with it really yeah, that's what my mum tried to teach me, and I told her to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, uh, Suze. No, I didn't, but I, I have learnt to swear quite badly since moving to the UK. Uh, I think it's worse for it. Or maybe it's because I'm far away from friends and family. Oh, but I'm with it's... Sam's family all the time, and I, I don't know. I've just... No? I've lost the care for it. There is a stage where you're aware of how much you swear. Mm. I don't know if it's part of working at the Crown. I think the British like it when you I swear. I so, yeah. Well, it's, it's that thing of, like... You really notice it when you're around kids, and I, well, especially oh, me. Yeah. I, I realise, oh. oh my god, I'm, I'm a sailor. And just <laughs> the amount of times that I've just been, oh sorry, fuck shit, oh, huh. and it's just, it's like a chain reaction of just complete bollocks. Oh, my worst ever was I had this when I was doing a couple of gigs back home, and I had mm. this backing track that was for Little Lion Man, and I thought, oh, that would be nice. Um, let's do that one. And I forgot that really loudly in the backing vocals on this particular track, it was, I really fucked it up this time. I was oh, like, shit, yeah. shit, shit, shit. Um, That's great. Yeah, so I, that didn't work for me. I once said uh, gay in front of uh, my friend's five-year-old brother. And uh, to, to avoid having to explain what that meant, they said, ah, oh, did you mean dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great... Great response. Just <laughs> well, no, that's how to spin it. Well, Tom's Tom's granddad's story with gay is even. He was like, "No, you can't say the word gay. They're not gays. They're deviants." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, uh, if there's um, any gay people watching, we do not support any of those views currently said in that previous uh, 
10 minutes. Precisely. Um, anyway, so... It's all love. It's, it is all love. Bless. Um, Penis anyway. in all the holes. Sorry, anyway. What do you think about swearing on stage? Fine. Although, it just depends. In this country, just don't get... Caught. Uh, caught. Well, yeah. Don't, Although don't, I have don't put do up... it in front of CID. Um, you know, just be... To be fair, in terms of swearing on stage, actually, the, I remember the first Let's time... Let's say your personal opinion, yeah. Yeah, the first time that I came on uh, in Bahrain to sing a song, it was Killing in the Name Of, and I immediately said, Are you ready, motherfuckers? <laughs> and apparently, I didn't see everyone, everyone else in the band behind me just winced, because we'd all been told, don't swear on stage, don't do this, don't do that. You know, and uh, yeah, we did get complaint actually. We did get, I oh, think, two really? complaints for that. About so. this way. See, I would have but thought what? most. They, just, they didn't care about the fuck you, I don't do what you tell me. They didn't care about the thing in the song. It was just calling the motherfuckers. And I think maybe because of the mother thing, because family is very, very. If you insult people's family here. Right. I still, it's still weird though, because we're in expat bars, but I suppose uh, Dubliners Bahrain wasn't. That was Dublin's, yeah? Yeah. yeah. That's weird. I just, I, I wouldn't expect complaints because I find that, but maybe that's because I'm so used to the crown now. Cause I've been yeah, there well, the, cr- the crown is very, it's such a full on English pub. I th- it does depend where you go. Like Scott told me that at one venue, they made him for that same song say, sing, screw you, I won't do what you tell me. Yeah, it's Which, just. To be fair to me, it would just be like vomiting in your mouth. Just, oh God, that's just, why even do the song? Don't do the song. Yeah. You're going to do screw, like. But what's your opinion on swearing on stage? Fine. Like, if there's no... It's, just just do it tastefully. Don't do it for the sake of swearing. If you're yeah. just going, oh, for fuck's sake, let's do this one, shit, fuck, whatever. But if you just throw in one every now and again because it'll be funny or whatever... Um, I just think then... there's some people that can pull it off. There's some people who it doesn't sound... I think in any kind of thing in comedy whatever if you're a person who's trying too hard and it's clear you're trying too hard the swearing will come across wrong whereas if it's natural like people aren't going to give issue Mm. your guitarist tom is very is very funny i think it's the accent he's from liverpool accent. no 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 he's he's not he's not from liverpool what's his what's my liverpool what's his accent? oh birmingham no he's no he's not from he's from durham what durham it's north. He's okay, just I from fu- the I north. Double, okay, northern accent. Oh, I fucked up all the accents. Uh, but okay, but yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, but his accent is. Um, it's just very soft. He's just got a very soft sounding voice. So when he swears, it just or is mildly racist or oh god, yeah. <laughs> any of Jesus. the boundaries he pushes. Oh gosh, yeah. Let's not let's not put any of those on the internet, Christ. <laughs> no, I did put. Um, we we got a request for "Addicted to Love" the other day, so we gave it a go. And then Tom decided to change the last verse to Might as well face it, you're addicted to minch. <laughs> See, my argument with that was is that muff would have been much better because it rhymes with love. Oh, oh, missed a trick there. Yeah. Oh, exactly. oh, that's that's hindsight 101 right there. It totally is. Uh-huh. Um, right, so you, I mean, your experience is music, you went, yeah. Well, I, I, I won't go. I won't go with the old uh, Dave Abbott podcast. No, my first guitar. When yeah. I first <laughs> no. no um, so yeah, started out doing piano lessons, uh, and uh, very bad. Didn't practice. Started doing guitar lessons. Kind of did practice that a bit more actually. Um, I think that's Tom shagging next door. Oh, it really is, isn't it? 
That is definitely Tom shagging next door. Oh, my oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, sorry, uh, continue. <laughs> Brilliant. Can I ask who, who's he? Actually, no, okay, let's leave it. Let's not, um, let's not go into that. Yeah, but. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so, God, hard to concentrate. Uh, yeah, did the guitar, did the piano, um, and started, you know, just going into, you know, your average shitty 13, 14, 15-year-old bands duos whatever you could do yeah because you're going to be the next big thing you're gonna to... wasn't it the epic chair makers oh that was later that was i think i feel like that was actually when we got okay so the very first one was called uh ooh, i guess it would be relinquish where ooh, this deep so, that's so, a very function band name as well oh yeah well I th- at the time we were like oh it's such a cool name it was like oh yeah but it is a very uh angsty 15 year old 14 year old uh, band we had the it, looking back it was full virgin mode you had like the, the super baggy uh, jeans yeah. and t-shirts like we were all like super skinny and our hairs everywhere we all loved Radiohead it was it was like yeah. just the typical that thing and um, yeah so like you know we could play one song well we could play, play other songs not so well yeah um, and, uh, that's like my band now <laughs> No, I feel like you could play all the songs of the world. Like, if someone if someone requested them, then I reckon you'd probably just give it a damn good bash. Play and most probably songs. Probably sounded quite fun. Moderately acceptably, some of them lesser. But I would say always always entertainingly. That's the like bam. The big. That's the big thing. Called family. Well, no, I I genuinely really enjoy watching your band because you just don't know what what the fuck is going to happen. So sometimes you just play a song and you play it really well. Sometimes. You'll play a request and you'll do it the same as, you know, how it's supposed to sound. And other times you'll just be, oh, so someone requested Salty Chocolate Balls by South Park. Yeah, we'll do that and do the whole fucking thing and then change all the rest of the songs in this night to balls and related. Go, balls right now. Go into uh, some Herbie Wonder Hancock. Balls. Oh, sorry, Shave My Balls, not Wonder Balls. Uh, yeah, and then go into some Herbie Hancock mid, mid that, would, that would be Tom and me just going, all right, I'm going to stop playing now. I'm just going to stick to... Yeah, this works over. Okay, so didn't you play drums the other day? <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, go, I'm trying to stop doing that because it's usually when we're pissed. <laughs> no, the other day, actually, nice. we, I did it when we weren't pissed because Neil was like, because I made a rule that I'm not allowed to go into drums when I'm pissed. Oh, I, I, like yeah. I said. Oh, I remember, yeah, because you were well pissed drunk. off with the other night before and the other guys were like, oh, oh whatever. so but you, but you were, yeah. Well, you are the bad leader, so I guess you've got to... You should be the uh, the one that doesn't accept this sort of thing. And the other guys could be like, but it was really fun. No, I find it really fun. I more feel guilty for like players like Kevin who actually care what it sounds like. Oh, yeah, because... <laughs> well, I, I guess Kevin... He's used to working with really fucking good bands who like know but, okay, they should. I, I would say, yeah. Whereas we're you, like you different still, person on no, a different harmony You guys, you guys are still a really night. good band, but I think he's used to working with really, really musically organized we play this we play it this way we do it exactly like this mm-hmm. but i mean it's nice i think the blend of people you have is really good because you it's kind really... of need someone to kind of hold it down and be an, not an anchor point but someone who is you know he's not going to suddenly go off on one yes whereas, whereas, whereas the rest of you three tom particularly but tom i suppose I'm but just you, as you do you do yeah, these I things do, as well I don't do. lie yeah, this, is, this is very much a band in your image but maybe taken to extremes with with tom and, yeah no well tom is just Every time, the thing that he's doing now is that every time we have an ending, it's because sometimes endings go wrong quite frequently. But oh, yeah. like when we do get an ending right, he'll just start going. Just throw it in And you're just like, we ended it well. 
and now it's a shit ending <laughs> for the sake it's just irony anyway uh, so i wanted to ask you okay so let's finish your, your brief outline. so yeah okay uh no, my second guitar no um <laughs> no so moving on uh started doing bands actually i think we're okay epic chairmakers was a duo between me and justine and uh that was really actually led to one of the scariest onstage moments that I've ever experienced, um, which was uh, the scene of music talent show night. Uh, sorry, musician of the year. That's it. Right. And you had all these people from different year groups going in, and every single one of them did classical music except for us. Uh, and usually, you have your stage, you have the lights down on you, and the audience is dark. In this, there's no stage. We're the same level as everyone. Eye level. So you can see everyone in the audience because there's no lights. There's just normal, you know, yeah. hall lights. So you can see every single person's pace. Pace? Person's pace? Yeah. Well, they're fast. That's and a where those teachers spooner, want, Where those teachers want some music. Well, <laughs> but it's terrifying because you can see all their faces, the whites of their eyes. You can see uh, the headmaster, front row, deputy head, front row. All your music teachers, front row. Your parents, like, you know, scattered around. All the other musicians and their parents, all there. And they're just looking at you. And there's no, like, interval music, nothing. You walk onto that stage as a 16, 17 and year old. It's just like that, and the sound of mics. Yes, yeah, yeah. That. It was terrifying. Absolutely. Just, you know, like my knee was shaking. And I could tell that Justine looked like she'd seen a ghost. And then several other ghosts having a party <laughs> in her um, in her bedroom all at the same time it was she looked yeah That's like funny. she was going to drop dead uh, but we did the gig and we realised that at the end of it it was fine like you know yeah. we did it we made a few mistakes but it did uh, it did help with the stage fright a bit to know that we could do that so other gigs became easier and it's one of those things I guess where you ha- have those benchmark gigs which make you realise oh it's really not that bad as, yeah. as you think it's going to be. It's not, you know, the end of the world if you do a bad gig. Um, even if, you know, you do you do fuck up or you, whatever. Yeah, it, it passes. Did you get a good response from that? Did you win? No, we didn't win. There were far, there were very classical people there. Okay, so. <laughs> um, I, I, do you know what? I think we, we were nice. It was, I think we were there more to provide something actually nice to listen to yeah as opposed to people going oh this is this is good i think you know, this is good this is it's the it's the, the golf clap thing of you know they're very talented at what they do in fact we had one guy who the golf clap the golf clap you know it's just a very nice that subtle really thing we you know there's one guy there who's a really really good classical guitarist he still does it now i think he's probably one of the best in england i think because that's all i see him doing but I just wouldn't want to listen to him longer than like five minutes because he is really good. Yeah. He's really good. Very talented guy. Michael Button, if you're out there, you're a very talented man. Um, <laughs> and fuck you for beating us. <laughs> yeah. You fr- but um, nice guy as well, actually. Uh, uh, but I it, just in general, the classical music, if it's not something which has melodies that I could really hook into then I just kind of I just zone out yeah and feel like we came on did a three or four minute song that we'd written together had a verse had a chorus you know it was was generic but it sounded kind of nice yeah um, 
So yeah. you did that. That was a kind of game changer for you in terms of once you'd gotten in front of that kind of audience, you felt a bit more comfortable. I think so, yeah. Because there's, there's never going to be a time where you're a teenager and facing all the people, all the authority figures in your life in one room <laughs> at yeah. that time. You know, know. it's all kind I, of terrifying. I, I, and I your can... peers. I can remember one of whom is like a girl that you fancy as well. It's just, oh, oh yeah, it's just all that stuff. One of the earliest times I got on stage, I think I was um, yay puberty. I can remember in in, in high school, I'd I'd done drama and bits like that, but mm. like with the guitar, very briefly before I kind of let go of it for a while. Yeah. Um. But I I did I think I did I want to be like you, and I remember during the performance, true to form my mic stand just dropped all Brilliant. the way down. Yeah. So I just got on my knees and finished the song. And that, that was the thing people remembered. And that's probably the earliest I learned that. That's it doesn't fantastic. matter what you do. It's How a old fucking were you gimmick. Ah, oh, I was like 15 maybe. Brilliant. Yeah. So that, that's one of the ones I remember. But um, there were many failures. <laughs> but anyway. Well, yeah, you got to so, fail to succeed. I think that's what people... Well, that that's why we are where we are because you, we've you've gone through those up so many yeah. times. You, you, yeah, it's like you know you, you take so. Uh, Michael Jordan said he's missed like a whole bunch of game winning shots as basketball player. Um, he's uh, you know had a whole bunch of times where he's fucked up, where he's lost, where he's whatever. But it's after going through that that you eventually yeah get consistent and get good. Well, it's like even with yoga, they say when you're trying to do a headstand, one of the best things you can do is learn to fall well. Yeah. Oh, by the way, for those of you, you can't see, but uh, Roxy looks like she is about to take a yoga class. Uh, but bam. Yeah. Oh, I just did an 8K. I yeah. Okay. Run. Yeah. She just did a, she just did a run. And I but... did, I did a run and I did a bit of yoga. Oh, well, Very check you out, eh? Because I've gained the Dubai stone and fuck that shit. Oh, yeah. Musician You've lifestyle. never put on that much I have, have I have, fat? I've definitely, I've, I've put on enough to make myself go, oh my God, I'm actually putting on weight, that's a thing. Fuck um, you, that it take, but yes. But yeah, was like, that you know, I, could, I could feel a belly and everything, I was like, okay, this is bad, so and then I sort of helped, but that was in Bahrain, so yeah, so I'll go back to that, after jumping forward, you know, a bunch of years, and I've really wanted to be a, some sort of musical thing, I don't know what it is. Because you had university and you... Yeah, had university, had some jobs, had one dodgy job, which is like a music management thing, but it wasn't a music management thing, and I don't know even... I think they were just trying to get money off people to make them, themselves grow bigger. Oh, and, yeah, I remember you said it was like... Yeah, and that also made me realise that, holy shit, just because someone has a really snazzy logo and boardroom doesn't make them... doesn't make them shit, like... That's, yeah, that doesn't mean anything. You yeah. can make, you can rent a boardroom and you can make a logo. Yeah, you could talk, you could do whatever, but you've got to just be careful of, you know, don't jump into shit. Uh, but anyway, so yeah. then Bahrain came across and thank Sam Brown, uh, Roxy's boyfriend, it's all connected, uh, for getting me that gig or getting me the audition, which then led to that gig. Uh, I helped. They knew me, and of course, yes, Roxy. Well, yeah, it's, it's through you, through you both, <laughs> through you both. Uh, I, I, have, I have a lot of gratitude to you oh, both that's for, so sweet. for that. Uh, well, it wasn't to do with it. You would have found it anyway. Uh, but uh, so anyway, and uh, suddenly we're on the plane, and I can't believe it. I'm going to a foreign country, uh, supposedly getting paid to play music, um, and imagining that the that Bahrain is going to be. 
like we see on the TV, you know, how, how people have told us that the Middle East is and that it's going to be extremely hard line and you can't drink and you can't wear, you know, short clothes outside and you can't do this, you can't do that, you've got to be careful with this. And in that seven months, from the moment I stepped off the plane, I drank more alcohol than I have in my entire life, I think before or since. The thing, it's so funny with your folks, because like, they were like, when I spoke to them about it, and I remember distinctly, um, I was like, oh yeah, there's gonna be drama. There's gonna be drama, and he's gonna drink, shag a lot of birds, we won't go into that in case they listen. I think you'll find him a virgin, and... I think you'll find that's exactly <laughs> what are you talking about. Anyway, Jesus. in case, um, but I remember saying that, and then they were like, no, no, Jamie's not like that, and Jamie doesn't cause drama, there won't be any drama, and like, but I'm like, it doesn't matter whether you cause drama or not. You're gonna be involved in the, the drama. Even yes. if you're not, like, it, somehow it will engulf you. Yes. You know, if you give a shit about music, even if you don't give a shit, somehow it will be there. The, the, just how it goes with contracts. Yeah. And um, I remember, like oh i'm sure it'll be fine and like of course it's always fine but it you know there let it be known there was drama and you did drink yeah uh, just un- wait which is insane. not wrong it's how you should do it but. i mean yeah there was a whole bunch of stuff about that contract that opened my eyes very very wide and the first one was we're in a hotel room and we're drinking with this guy and he takes out this list of phone numbers and he starts phoning them up and we're thinking oh you know what's what's going on and I asked him what the phone numbers were and he just just showed the list to me without even turning his head and just pointed five zero like you know this whole bunch of these numbers it just goes Russian Thai the different (laughs) like sets of yeah numbers and there must have been about 20 hotel room numbers on that so it was in our own hotel and yeah so we were basically living almost in a brothel pretty much yeah like so and I, I had no idea so two floors were full of just hookers and you could just call down and then whatever I, I didn't I will point that out proud because because I'm a virgin uh, <laughs> but uh, well most of the musos actually end up like I know a couple of musos who've fallen in love with some prostitutes because uh, they didn't know they were prostitutes yeah. and then they were like well I never paid it's like fair enough yeah <laughs> And I had never paid for not sleeping with that one. Uh, uh, <clears throat> oh, your mum and dad are going to be so proud. <laughs> hey, she was a lovely lady called Adidas because of the t-shirt that she wore. Oh, uh, right, good. Remembering names and stuff. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a horrendous story. I don't know whether to tell it. Okay, oh, should I? Okay, fuck it. I'm just going to go for yeah. it. Um, <laughs> one time she put her hand around my sausage and oh, uh, said oh wow she just held it up said oh wow same size as my husband's oh my so there you go <laughs> that's the weirdest thing I think that's ever been said to me in a bedroom ever oh Genuinely. dear Jamie so there you go that's on the internet Bahrain now. was good to you yeah that is on the internet yeah it was crazy stuff like um, hookers would just buy the whole band shots really yep I suppose they they but then again, they fancy. I think they fancied mainly the singer and the drummer. There was one. There was one terrifying lady uh, who was like one of the the mama 
the, uh, oh, the, 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 pimp, the, pimp. the female what? pimps. No, no, no. What's the, what's the word? Yeah, there's a specific term. There's a word, but the pimp. And, uh, but yeah, she, she's a bit like uh, very aggressive. And she really liked our drummer, Will. He's quite a, he's quite a pretty lad, Will, if you're out there. Uh, fair well, play to you. you. Yeah, you've got... Shake what your mama gave you. Yeah. Or whatever. I don't know how to explain it, but but I don't know. She, this, this girl in particular really liked him. And so whenever he was about, she'd just be going up to us and going, Where will? Where will? <laughs> he'd, he'd be looking absolutely terrified oh, in the corner somewhere, just like shaking his head. No, don't, don't bring it to me. Don't bring it to me. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, bless. So that, but that whole experience, just rounds and rounds of bullfrogs, uh, which if anyone doesn't know, is like a, it's like a death drink of vodka, gin, uh, tequila, other stuff, Red Bull, all mixed together. Yeah, um, it's the uh, the kind of straw rum or what's the English equivalent? Like I've never, I've never seen an English batted. equivalent. Um, Long Island, maybe. Yeah, it's close to a Long Island, but yeah. just worse. Um, and it's blue, so it looks like you're killing yeah. yourself. Yeah. But okay, so sorry, I'm giving Bahrain a really bad rep. On the other hand, on the other hand, so the okay, you had the alcohol thing. But in terms of being a musician for the first time on the circuit and meeting and jamming with all of these fucking awesome musicians was incredible. It was so great. Every all, every jam night, we'd get to just, you know, just play with people oh, from all over the island. What's cool about Bahrain is they have jam nights. Yeah, it doesn't really happen yeah. in the UAE as much. Yeah. Well, oh, God. I mean, here in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, it's like, you know, you even fart on stage. You need a permit for it. It's <laughs> ridiculous like i i wouldn't be able to invite roxy up in my bar she wouldn't be able to invite me up in hers you know if bruno mars is in the fucking audience then then i have to say no you have to pay money to bring him on yeah. stage and entertain people like it's just it's so bureaucratic but yeah, it's weird laws and you can bend them but it's just you risk getting your bar a fine yeah yeah and i mean i heard a story about one singer at the uh i can't remember where it was but she got given a bottle of champagne uh, and this was, th- I think, six months into their contract, and they just finished. So she opens it on stage, doesn't drink anything, but they were CID, and they find her like ten thousand dirhams or something, oh, twenty thousand dirhams, just nothing. just for opening it on stage, not even drinking it. Oh. But you're not allowed to have alcohol on stage, and so they thought, oh, payday. Yeah, we keep on we keep on getting issues with the bouncers about us putting like our coffee on stage or Sprite can, and it's really? like, dude. No, it's not allowed in case CID come in. We're like, oh, come on, man. Like, it's clearly not alcoholic, but then they get weird about it. So I don't know. Anyway, um, so you went to, what's your craziest, like, client story, either gig-wise oh, here or, like, gig-wise in oh. Bahrain or Abu Dhabi? Um, what do you mean by client? Do you mean as in with, with the hotel? Yeah. Doing things? Um, oof, that's a that's a good question. I mean, Abu Dhabi uh, was quite ridiculous. I mean, I guess Grand Millennium, just in terms of the way they treated treated me, was pretty horrendous. Because we played for six months, sorry, five months or so, uh, with uh, a good band, I will say. We were a good band. Uh, Four-piece with Dave Morrison on drums, who if you guys don't, won't know him, but he is just wonderful to work with Rachel she's a good singer Alex he's a good bassist he likes to drink but 
you know, he was good. He went off the rails. He was good until he went, yeah, yeah. He went a bit yeah, mad. He did, he did drink a And also, did he shag the singer? Just don't shag oh, yeah, in a band. Yeah, Just yeah. Don't, so those two filled the diddle. Band and, in a band. Yeah, me, me, me and Dave just looked at each other and was like, that's going to be the next problem. And it duly was. Um, and But the hotel just said, actually, we're just going to keep the singer and the guitar and you the guitarist and we'll get rid of the other two. Um, which I guess solved the problem of the bassist and the singer, but then they got rid of our drummer, which was, I really liked working with him. Mm. It still hurts uh, when I see him play with other people because he's just fucking great. He is fabulous. Um, Didn't he get his SPD to do fart sounds one night? Oh, just, yeah, it's beautiful. So so every so often he'd bring this out. I have a few good Dave stories, actually. Um he would uh, during stab sections he just insert a little fart <laughs> into a perfect stab section so like uh, you got I wish we do little gap back in but during this one he just goes and it would just kill Rachel while she was singing it'd just kill yeah. her like she'd be trying to start again and he'd use a different fart sound like, like yeah. <laughs> and then and she's trying to sing again and she would do a long one like a long slow quiet one and he just had her going for pretty much the whole song we had to finish the song because it was just she was dying amazing did yeah. the audience like notice this did they do you know what more? That that was probably the bad thing about that band was that we didn't actually we didn't give much uh, attention to the audience. I think that's one of the only bands where, because we were just enjoying ourselves so much on stage at times, we didn't think about the audience, and that was probably our biggest. I don't think failing. that's a downfall though. Sometimes. I mean, you say that, but our bassist at one point we were in the middle of a song, and he just says, "90s football players." Marco Desaili and then he looks at me and I just go Ryan Giggs and then the drummer comes on and he just says Robbie Savage and we just go around in a circle just ah. trying to trying to name 90s footballers like just just weird weird stuff like that I and, feel like that oh. would work somewhere at like the crown that kind of stuff yeah goes I, down I guess well. if people are in on the joke yeah if people and because there, like, there were definitely people in who on it there's loads of people who aren't and it tends to not affect them but it really works with the people who are i think it's kind of something i struggle with as well with this band because it's easy to get up personal jokes and it does alienate some of your audience yeah so i think there's a balance between having that fun in the band which you need to get through six nights a week, yeah. especially if it's quiet oh uh, no yeah one actually yeah absolutely yeah i mean I, I but don't... you can invite people into a joke so for example oh. with that there is a way i think like it's just taking the time to slow it down and to get people in on the joke because yeah. people love it people love feeling like they're part of it or at mm. least that's my thoughts on yeah, it yeah i think so i think that's good yeah i i just don't know what they would have thought when we'd randomly uh whenever we make make a mistake instead of just being quiet just smiling we go ah! Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, just that that all all the stuff in that band. There's so many of them. They doing R. Kelly. Um, he remixed to ignition. Yeah. There's a bit where he goes, uh, "Take it to a room and gap fuck somebody," and uh, the bassist uh, inserted one of the most. Uh, it just just 
completely caught me cold and I stopped singing. Uh, I started singing, take it to a room and he just comes in with rape. <laughs> and I was, I just, that's the sort of thing Tom would I do. I was just like, boom, oh, just God. what? That's like a mic drop moment. I, I, I had no idea what to do. It's like, how I do just, I react to this? I can't just ignore it. I mean, it. I laughed. I was laughing, but I couldn't keep singing. I was just, just so taken aback by it. Yeah. Just, oh. But yeah, I mean, say what you will about him. Alex did make me fucking laugh on stage with some of the stuff that he did. Well, he's, he's like, considered like the, one of the best bass players from here and now. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he, yeah, but I think the problem was he just, he liked the sauce. Liked the sauce, yeah. Which for the of you who aren't with the lingo, that means he liked alcohol. Yeah, that happens to much. a couple of people. But there's some people who can manage it. Yeah. Like some people you can just cope. But do you know what my problem is? Is like if you get shit drunk, like, I don't know, you and me, like we don't need alcohol. Even if we went through drinking phases, mm. like we don't need alcohol. We're quite happy not to drink. No, pass the gin we, with you. No. <laughs> no, there's no, there's no gin here, promise you. Um, but like, you know what I mean? Like I think we come from that slightly more nerdy side of it um, than the party Oh, you call it me a nerd, are you? Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Well, yeah, yeah. It's, I it's, saw it's, your Lego. It's absolutely true. <laughs> no, you're very, you're very right. All about over that. the floor. Hey. Anyway, what's wrong with Lego? Lego's fucking bad. Yeah, but when you lose zero floor space in a fairly decent sized room, sorry, um, this is going back to when Jamie was quite young. It's I mean, okay. yeah, what about twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, Oh, fuck, I got distracted. Oh, we're quite new. But, like, you know, there's a lot of musicians out here who can just do that. Mm. And, I'm cr- I mean, cruise ships are apparently the worst for it. Like, oh, a lot of functioning alcoholics. I can imagine. Well, it's but, seven days a week, isn't it? So that's just... Yeah, but it's just the, the crew bar's cheap. Here, it's slightly more difficult because it's so expensive in the UAE. It's yes. just harder to drink that much. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't justify that expense. Like, there's just no way. Too much money. Like, I'd rather buy gear or clothes or whatever absolutely yeah it's it's nice to not be to not feel that pinch of oh just drinking every like three nights in a week or whatever just i suppose that home. with freelance it's easier to not drink as much absolutely I yeah well yeah if you're in the same place every time and the like, regulars know you and you're you're you know you're not packing your gear up and going home then it's really hard not to, man. I think that's why I put on five kgs. That and the popcorn and nachos in the bar. Yeah. I mean, the what the, the bad thing is, it's it's almost part of your job. Like, there was one band that uh, one of the old singers worked with where she said that they specifically asked, do you drink? And if you didn't drink, then you're probably less likely to get the gig because they wanted people who were going to drink with the audience. Well, here's the thing. There's a couple of reasons, and I've heard from managers as well um, is that they not only want a band that drinks with the audience to push the bar tab up but they also want the band to sink all their money back into the bar Uh, and I've realised with a couple of agents like that they like rock stars they want people to be rock stars and party hard and stuff like that and it's a lot of of it and I didn't realise because I would never be I would never do that but I found out yeah. a lot of, like, for example, the Alive guys I've spoken to, my mates in there, like, they used to sink half their money back into the bar. Oof. Like, you know, they'd buy a bottle of Jack and they'd, you know, Fuck. they'd get 
alcohol and they'd also spend all their money on alcohol. I just Damn. never did that. Like, that and even, brutal. yeah, I'm just not going to. Because if I'm going to spend money on alcohol, I'm going to be smarter about it. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, I've always had the limit of vocally. I just couldn't handle it. And I'd put on weight in a heartbeat. So yeah, yeah. it just didn't. I mean, what's limited you from drinking? Uh, what got, stuff big, got well, you to cut back? I think uh, the beginnings of vocal nodules, freelance lifestyle. Right. Like, I need to just be really, really careful with it, I guess. Um, actually, I forgot. We were, go- we were talking about uh, the client thing, weren't we? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, sorry, yeah, long story. But the hotel, um, they fired the bassist and the drummer from this four-piece band. And then me and the singer, we played for another five months. And she said she was going to leave, go freelance. Great, okay. Have a meeting with the... I can't even remember what position he was because the GM had been changed. The food and beverage manager, he'd gone. The manager, he'd gone. We didn't even know who we were supposed to be talking to at that point. Like, the, the hotel was just completely fucking unrunnable. But we found this one guy who apparently we were supposed to talk to. And he said, okay, you're doing great. We want to keep you. Uh, just uh, give us a bunch of singers and uh, actually we'll make it a trio. I said, oh, great. F- fucking awesome. So mm. we pick a singer. We pick a, a new uh, third police member, very talented guy. And they come back a week later and they pick the pretty one instead of the one who could play percussion and drums. Uh, to be fair, the one who could play percussion and drums was still pretty, but the other one was blonde. So yeah, boom, boom. Uh, take that away. That, uh, and then they say, actually, we want a duo, so we'll just take the singer. Fine. So we had to talk to the guy, say, sorry, we can't uh, perform with you because they just want a duo. He said, no worries, goes get another gig. A few a week and a half later, they say they want a trio again, which is fucking annoying because now we've lost this talented dude yeah. who could play saxophone and do all this stuff. I get another guy who could play bass, guitar, bit of keys, could sing, getting excited again. And then they just crush it again this excitement again by saying oh no we just want a duo and it's just you know just just back and forth back and forth back and forth so it gets to the final day of that contract with the singer she leaves new singer's supposed to come in but she doesn't have a plane ticket which is weird and uh, we get to the first day of the new contract she still doesn't have anything and then they tell us on that day that we're supposed to start, and I'm still there in Abu Dhabi, I'm in the gym, I get a call from the agent saying, oh, uh, they've decided to take the band from Azerbaijan, who, uh, oh, that rhymes, the band from Azerbaijan, um, from upstairs from the jazz bar, because they have their permissions, but the jazz bar isn't ready, so they'll put them down in the English pub, and we'll see you later. Just fucked us. Just Just fucked us. Left us with no plan, no nothing to like fall back on uh and i went down to the best thing was about this the management of this hotel was i went down to the bar manager and said oh so have you heard i'm i've been fired and he was like what oh man he didn't even know no one had even told the bar manager the new bar manager that i'd been we'd been it's just there is so much of that in the Middle East, it's ah, frightening. It's and I don't know if it's just in the Middle East, if it's in all places. Wow. I tend to notice it less so in 
England, I mean, there's laws in England that protect you. And you yes, can't, exactly. Can't really fuck people over as badly yeah. without getting a reputation. But I mean, th- there's so many venues and agents as well. And, and like, for example, that was with an honest agent. Here and now for all their flaws, they are honest yeah, for the most yeah. part. And they try yeah, to do the right thing. Like, yeah, but the, pro- know, the, the problem they'll, they'll I always think with the agency thing is that they are dealing with two of the most unreliable groups of people you could ever hope to be. Hotel management in the Middle East and musicians. Yeah. And those two groups of people just do shit that you do not expect them to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, and as well, like it always happens, it's very rare that you get a great hotel with a great band. And it does happen sometimes and they tend to have a lasting relationship. But like, yeah, yeah. you know, or frequently... They're, they're, you, could, you could talk about that guy that uh, you uh oh, we you told us about the one in Abu Dhabi oh yeah they sent that gig they sent someone to Sheraton a guy who was great came off as good like you know um seemed to know his shit he was very talented yeah um you know a guitar player singer really good great sound um now I didn't, wasn't involved I was involved in the agency at the time but I wasn't involved in meeting him or anything I had a phone call with him a couple of the things that just struck me as quite dim uh, like quite it was complicated getting the photo right when it's just like you uh, just gotta stick your head in the frame and just follow the instructions of this very clear online thing right and like it just took him forever to do that and I was kind of like okay I'm not sure whatever but not enough of a sign of anything yeah and to order as well like yeah not, the not, not not to uh to telegraph the shit show to come <laughs> yeah and and you're sort of like you know, they got flown off and it's just a duo gig. It's backtracked, so they should be all rehearsed. You know, I set them up, said, are you all fine? Are you guys getting on okay? Everyone seemed to be up to scratch. All good. It's one of those things about not seeing in a person. But even in that stage, like, the hotel have booked the band. Yeah. And they booked it off a video, even though it's a much better band that would have smashed it. Yep. But they want the shiny video. They just like the look of this particular person because she gave energy to the shot whatever it was and we sent this band over and then the girl was good to be fair and she arrives and like the first day the guitarist didn't know anything he would just like go sha la 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 on the second verse and he didn't know any of the solos so he wouldn't do oh. any of them so he'd just leave it and wow, like, i didn't even hear about these bits yeah, i only yeah, heard yeah. about what happened later and then wow and so he was shit as well he was shit oh, too no. yeah and then oh, he went and double he, whammy and i think within two days I think he did two gigs of that. Then he went to the sister. They were staying in a sister hotel because the actual hotel was booked. Yep. So they was, and um, got completely smashed on the rooftop pool bar. Then ended up downstairs somehow. I don't know if he was being kicked, but he ended up breaking a glass table in the lobby and trashing the lobby. And he was bleeding and he was bleeding blood all over the floor. And he was shouting Arabic profanities. Uh, in, yeah, I believe the terms of things like Allah Akbar. And yeah, 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 that. Things, it was that. Yeah. In in front of like kids and everyone in the lobby and you know, a lot Which of like- just, And oh, it's just like- doing? How? And of course, so now they lost their contract. The poor girl had to be, had to do like one or two gigs solo and then got sent home. Like, you know, and now the agency lost that contract and it's like, fuck, man, it's just shit because they're good people. But like, yeah, how do you, I mean, how do you know? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because he got, 
I've, I heard that he got his passport taken so he couldn't leave the country and um, but luckily he had his like, brother or something in the country so he could stay with them oh really uh, I don't even know otherwise, I I'm guess surprised they, he didn't I, go to prison I, I guess he would have been fuck I just I think his parents helped buy him a ticket back you just uh, gotta get out the country then so dumb Oh, I just, I just, I mean, I can't understand shit like that. Whereas, like, I work with, we were, we've all worked with a lot of musicians who are virtually functioning alcoholics. <laughs> like, I mean, semi, you don't, you very rarely go a night without drinking. Like, if Contact, you're six yeah. nights a week, yeah, if you're six yeah. nights a week. Yeah. Like, I have to, I have, and I do on this country, but I have to work quite hard. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. Not even with, like, you know a couple of drinks at the bar like even just like stopping regulars from getting me drinks and then <laughs> when you have that temptation in front of you it's very hard like i suppose it's simple mm. but like it's hard it's hard knowing that'll push the bar tab up and you're like but i still got to say no because i don't want to be that guy also i don't want to get fat and lose my <laughs> voice yeah you don't want to be that fat guy yeah that fat guy <laughs> fair I mean, did you manage... I suppose in Porters, you weren't allowed to drink in the bar. So. Yeah, that was a really good thing. Um, okay, it was a good and a bad thing because it made talking to ladies, not that I would ever do that, uh, a lot harder. Right. Uh, you had to be at the old two-minute, oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. Hi, like you, whatever, number. It clearly great, worked bye. for Katya. Uh, yes, actually, yes. So my, my girlfriend... Um, of two years Of now. two years, nearly two years, yeah. Um Although she's pissed off at me today. Yeah. <laughs> she's well, well... Put your apology well in the podcast. Yeah. Nah, fuck it. She's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> she'll never listen. She'll never get this far in. She'll be bored by this point. Um, yeah, what entertains yeah, so. her? What, huh? is, what entertains her? Really hard she's to Russian. say. Because even in the same, like... For, okay, for instance, she, she, could, she could love and hate things that are similar for no reason. Like right. the Marvel Universe, those films are all pretty similar, right? Yeah. She really likes um, Thor, the character. Right. She likes Thor 1 and 2, but she doesn't like Thor 3, which a lot of people say is the best in the series. She hates Iron Man. So she doesn't like fun. <laughs> <laughs> she don't know. She likes Ant-Man. Oh, really? But she doesn't like the later Captain America films. She likes Black Panther. She doesn't like the Avengers films. You see where I'm getting That's at this? That's very confusing. Really confusing, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what just, are the rules? Just so difficult to work out what she wants, likes and wants and why. Um, and that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of the same in her general existence. Uh, just, she can hate something for her just because it's a first impression thing and bam, it's blah. That, it's that's the emotion there. Yeah. So it, it's, it's difficult because when you show her a new thing, you're like... Oh, do you like this one? <laughs> and she could just be like, oh. no. Ah, dream shattered. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Yeah. But you have similar music taste, right? Nope. No? Okay. <laughs> no honestly, it's crazy. I'm sure it, a lot it's of a it's cultural, though. Yeah. It's a very culturally different place. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, you have those... I mean, to be fair, you have the stereotypes by Eastern European people being very brutal and... Um, straight up and harsh and it's true in this yeah. case she's, <laughs> and uh, they're completely true uh, only okay with with her specifically uh, there are others who are very you know relaxed and chilled out um, but yeah it could be a thing of uh, her listening to a song that she's heard before on the radio and she'll like it and then it could be a case of she hears me play a new song by that same artist and she's like oh shit 
Right. And I have no idea why. Sometimes dance songs. She doesn't like Latin songs. And I'm like, okay, but you like uh, Let's Get Loud by Jennifer Lopez. And she's like, yeah. oh, that's not Latin. She's not speaking Spanish. <laughs> so it's like well, that doesn't necessarily mean it's not Latin music but that, that could be English but it, it's it's interesting I, I was reading a um, I was actually speaking to a friend of mine that's just Jamie blowing his nose everybody oh yeah if you, you need a out? break yeah. to blow your nose you can, you can have that or, or people can just enjoy the sound get in I really hope you cut that out no oh. it's a lot of effort could have asked me to pause well, it's not like, it's blowing your nose that bad. Sam used to at the table, um, he probably still does occasionally, but he knows I die inside. <laughs> he'll blow his nose, but then he'll like stick the tissue paper up in his nose and essentially pick his nose with the tissue paper at the table. Because that's well, what that is. I guess, is that inappropriate at a table setting? Or in uh, public? In I guess, okay, uh, maybe at a table setting, yes, but in private no no in private of course not you can do what you want you can stick your finger up your bum I don't care as in not at the dinner table so when you're around people but not at the dinner table then I think it's kind of okay so just make sure that there's nothing that's what he says there. it's making sure that there's nothing there but I just think it's picking your no- I don't but, know but I, I mean it's not because your finger, your finger, finger is not making contact with nose oh it's essentially the same thing no, it's not because it comes out of the tissue so it's on the tissue it's not I bet you Katya agrees with me Katia will do anything to piss me off sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do I do love Katia, but she's a cheeky little what's it, basically. Yeah, that's hashtag long-term relationships. Mm. You're approaching the two-year mark. That's mm-hmm. a fun one. Me and Sam are four and a half years, man. What do you Fuck. think about making a relationship work while doing music? Very hard. But I harder, for, harder for other people um, than it is for me right now because we're in the same place. I'm freelance and we get some time to to chill together and we get times where we don't have to be because you're not faces. doing six nights a week yeah exactly if i was doing six nights a week it becomes a lot harder well you did six nights a week for a lot of it didn't you uh, four months about, of it yeah about four months and right. to be fair no it was good but in terms of contract life it's more the fact that you could get fired tomorrow like i did with flipping grand millennium yeah. i got fired straight away and my first thought was oh shit how am I going to keep this relationship going if I'm on a fucking ferry somewhere <laughs> in yeah. the North Sea or if I'm on a cruise ship in the Caribbean and she's here in Abu Dhabi? How long is that going to last? Probably yeah. not that long because my penis is not a thousand miles long. So, uh, Oh, breaking news. <laughs> no, it's, a, it's more just a, you know, a private handshake between us. It's not actually anything sexual. So Yeah, fair enough. Of yeah. course. You're I'm a virgin. Virgin. But anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, um, it, yeah. it was that, that, that just terrifying moment of, oh, we just, you know, I really like this girl and I want it to keep going. And these fuckers have just let me down without giving me any chance yeah, to just... get a new opportunity. And thankfully, uh, Rachel's guitarist, so she was a singer who had gone freelance uh, her guitarist had walked into the first rehearsal uh, a few weeks before they were supposed to play at a new venue and said, oh, by the way, guys, I, I don't do solos. And then you're like, wait, what? Yeah, so apparently that's what happened. <laughs> From there, she realised, oh, shit. And luckily, I was free, and so she drafted me in, so we played in that band. 
Uh, and so it was luckily enough got me onto the freelance circuit where I am here now. So thank yeah. goodness for that. No, and smashing it as well. And I think I, I do think like having some time off. I don't know if it's just our family, but like I appreciate some good time off. Like yeah, time I'm off, talking time just off more the, than one day bomb. a week. Because one day a week isn't enough. Oh yeah. For like well, long it, term, it, it, I don't. Just, I just, don't find. It always feels like the next day's rolling around. Like the next working day is just it's coming up on you. Yeah. When you have those six days. And you don't vocally, you don't have a chance to recover. And But yeah. I mean, that's some people do it for years. And I suppose if you're the people who can drink and party through it, it kind yeah, of is okay. It, I, I, think, is... I think it catches up eventually. It does. Do you think you've become more jaded with gigging as you've got older? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think I've become less tolerant of not people like working with people who don't make the effort or who don't pull up their side of the you know of the musical work right because when i turn up i've learned the songs yeah and i'm going to play them pretty well yeah and i you know if it is my first time i'm going to know the chords i have them written down in front of me yeah. i have the exact structure of the songs i've listened to this song like you know five six times whatever it is because yeah. i'm not one of those people who can just pick it up right away i need to yeah, need to know. Right out of chart, and then when other people turn up and it's like, oh, so uh, so what's this song? That's when I think you're a fucking musician. You need to know this before you talk. It's the that's but where the work the is. It's that's where the work it's, is done. Yeah, before and I you come into agree, the But it's different with free. That's why freelance is lucky because if you end up in a cruise contract or a you know a residency contract with people who do that, there's not much you can do. Yeah, and if you kind of try and go, oh, you should wave yeah. your finger at them. It's only going to produce the opposite result. Yeah. And no one's going to be happy then because it's going to be, you're going to be irritated about the song learning and you're going to be, so it's this very weird thing. Whereas with freelance, you can just go, oh, you haven't learned your shit. Cool. We're using another guitar player. We're using yeah, another yeah. this. Yeah. And that's where it's beneficial. Like, but it's just, it's a frustrating thing I find is that I'm not tolerant of people not knowing their shit. But then I found sometimes the people who are really bad at learning their shit are often phenomenally talented and quite fun to be around. Uh, okay, no, but, that, always, that's, but that's different. If, it's, if, they're, if they're super talented and they are, um, and they like take whatever is like 30 seconds or something to to smash out a song because to- that's yeah. what Tom's doing like it's fucking ridiculous yeah. it, it's quite I obscene. think you can sort of let that go as like okay right this special is... dispensation but if it's yeah. someone like on I don't know on my level who hasn't turned up learned the stuff and then is expecting everyone but else I mean, to just wait while they learn it yeah that's no, but it's always annoying really yeah. I 100% agree that it's still annoying um, yeah and I think I've been I, I kind of start to realise, oh, wow, they really do request the same songs, don't they? But that's that's okay, because you can do it in different styles. Like you can do Hotel California in a different style. Yeah. Um, you can change up something that you do in a song or the way that you play it. Um, and then again, even just playing the same song, seeing people enjoy it, is almost, it's kind of enough for yeah. me. I've never, I've never played um, Hotel California when people have actually responded to it and been like, oh, well, that was a waste. Because yeah. they enjoyed it. Uh, you know, at the end, I'm like, okay, well, we did that one again. But look, they're happy. So it's yeah. not that bad. Oh, actually, speaking of <laughs> speaking of Hotel California, there are there is a few times where I did get pissed off with it. Um, 
was when my bandmates pulled a prank on me. A long-term three-month prank. What? Uh, so basically, uh, we're playing Hotel California and the solo's about two, three minutes long. It's a long solo for those of you who haven't heard the song, but you have. Um, so you do this solo and I go all the way through it, get to the very end, about the last 20 seconds, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the home stretch. Hey. And suddenly this huge, just wall of sound just hits us. It's like this, it's like a sound, you know, just, what the fuck was that? Yeah. And I turned around to the guys and I was like, what, what was that? What was that? And what I didn't realise was that Dave had accidentally played the foghorn sound on his SPD pad, <laughs> really, like with the volume way up. Yeah. And thinking quick on his feet, he immediately said, no, 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 no not me. <laughs> and for the next three months... That's what they did every, every time. Every time they played that song. That's We played that song. He played it in the exact same place. And I can't tell you what it does to you when you feel like you're making the same mistake over and over and you can't change it. I was going full conspiracy theory levels. Oh my God, yeah. Oh my God, maybe it's the frequency between my strings and my amp. Maybe it's like there's some sort of electric current running through the floor (gasps) and it's like going between the instrument and thing which is causing this theme. I was going fucking mental. And they didn't tell me until the last day of the gig, like the last capital T, capital L day of the gig. Absolutely. And it happened when they they played the song to no one. That's what I was confused about. We played the song to basically fuck all people. It's like, why are we playing this one? We don't we don't need to play it. And they were like, oh no, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Look, we've got a request from the drummer's girlfriend. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. We played it. And then the foghorn sound came. And by this time I'd accepted it. You know, I just accepted that it was going to happen. I was like, sorry guys, That's on the hilarious. microphone for the like 30th time and then it happened again like the foghorn sound and I was so confused and I turned around and the rest of the band are just cracking up oh my they god are just that's laughing amazing. their fucking asses off and for the next let's say two songs I was I was genuinely annoyed <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was genuinely fuming I was like I'm so unprofessional I can't believe I'm doing that it's just, oh god. And <laughs> after, after I'd like let out I'd, I'd, I'd seethed for a little bit I realised that it was quite funny. Yeah. Like, fair play. That was... <laughs> but when you're in the moment of three months of oh just your brain, like, being messed with, I was like, you little... Insane. You oh. little what's By the way, when you put on that gig because the guitarist they booked on it was so shit. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell you what. If, if, if you ever get the chance and someone offers you a gig where someone else is fucking it royally... Take it because their standards are considerably lowered. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's actually why Sam came to Crown initially. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they must have been bloody pleased with him. He's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I played, I can remember this point, right? So this is when I just started rehearsing with these guys. And I played the um, Importance of Being Idle solo by Oasis. And this solo yeah. is literally the easiest thing in the world. It's do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. It doesn't get any faster than yeah. that. All right, and it's, it's actually no, it's a tuneful solo, and I like that solo. Yeah, but it is but the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. And I played the solo, and the bassist and the drummer just looked at each other and smiled, 
uh, and I asked them afterwards, like, what was there something wrong? And they said, no, no, it's just so nice to hear that solo actually played properly because the other guy just could never get it right. And he just like, he would just try and noodle, just do stuff and it would never work. And he just couldn't learn that simple solo. And I thought, oh, fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's just beautiful. Um, yeah. And when they told me stories about him, I couldn't believe quite how far down the alcoholic rabbit hole he'd gone. Uh, they they described him very beautifully, actually, as Alan Partridge trying to be James Bond, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great pic- mental picture to um, you know, to summarise. So he'd always wear this really nice suit, but well, he's he, an ex alive boy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he got fired from then too. Yeah, I think. for being shit. Yeah, um, and. Uh, he always wore this suit, but it was oh always my God, Kerry worked with alcohol. him. I need to speak to Kerry about him. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Continue. So yeah, always reeking of alcohol, and uh, he could play. I think nine or ten songs really well. I think it's like really sort of wonderful tonight. All the smooth uh, ballads. Yeah. But any other stuff, he just couldn't do it. And there'd be points where he'd be singing about, I'd say, a foot to the left of his microphone. <laughs> Uh, he'd be trying to like squint at his pad apparently so they oh, told God. him to t- they t- told him to take the pad off stage and so he was using his phone instead and he was squinting even more and he couldn't see what he was doing uh, his pedal board consisted of I think like a compression pedal and something else which didn't make sense it looked like the ones that you get when you're 13 you don't know how the pedals work oh. that was his pedal board uh, <laughs> one time Dave came in in the morning to practice and he went fucking full leather smashing the drums to pieces uh, you know just going really hard and then I think a few hours later Rachel comes in to do the rehearsal with him and she's like how long has he been there and Dave looks over and Tom's asleep in the corner <laughs> oh, no. yeah he's been there the whole time and he's just been fucking oh, dead man. How do you, I don't understand how people manage that. That's impressive. That's fair. Yeah, but you've worked class. with another alcoholic. You worked with Jim. Yeah. Well, apparently I've heard that Jim's off the source now, but which would be good because he is a very talented guitarist. Yeah, and, no, he's, he's really good. It's, it's annoying because he's a funny guy. He makes me really laugh. Like some of the jokes he came out with just killed me. There was one which was brilliant where Cormac, who's, he's a very geeky looking guy. He's, you know, he's got glasses. He's, he's tall, skinny, white, nerdy, uh, full package, as they say. And uh, he was talking to a girl outside for ages, just ages on the balcony. And this is the balcony to Jim's room where he wants to sleep. And he just turns to me and he goes, fuck's sake, what's what's he talking to her about? Windows 96. (laughs) (laughs) And he just come out with these little one-liners. Like, you know, he called people cock wobbles. He was a good guy, just alcoholism just doesn't work. Yeah, just on stage. Uh, he turned up his guitar way too loud when he was drunk. He'd play out of tune when he was drunk. Um, he'd get a bit aggressive. Like, he didn't actually hit anyone or anything, but yeah. he was sort of, he just simmered. Which has been known to happen. Oh. Luckily, not yeah. to me, I don't think. But uh, but yeah, there, there was the, the three gigs at the end. Well, the you worst. don't get aggressive drunk. Oh, well, actually, he flipping, uh, I, I had to come in to get some money off him. And he just goes, oh, Jim, can I get that 500 dirhams off you? And he said, oh, oh yeah, sure. And he reaches over and he takes the 500 dirhams that he's been using as a bloody coaster 
out from under oh, his no. like, vodka and whatever. And he gives oh. it to me. It's like like wet. And I'm oh. like, oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> cheers. <laughs> Thanks oh, for that. Great. That's that's beautiful. Um, sorry, one thing I, I wanted to ask you as well um, is how do you learn songs? Like, how do you recommend learning songs? Oh, uh, just grind it out. Uh, listen, listen to it uh, and write out the bars, how many bars in each section as you're listening to it, and then go back and write the chords to each section as you're listening to it, and then play it, and then work out what's right and what's wrong, and then you know you gen- generally have it. So on my computer, I just have banks and banks of song structures for every single song, where I have exact first eight bars, chorus eight bars this one four bars plus a little half bar thing if i if i can't work out exactly what it is i'll just be like half bar thing and then learn that yeah i just just, exactly. just know it so i don't have to write down half bar with a quarter phrase twist and a pirouette you know just yeah. need to work out there so that's grind out because if you're talented and you can just smash it first time or second time great do that but if you're normal then What's weird for me is I've gotten all right at weirding, reading the stupid, even though a lot of them are wrong and need editing, but like those ultimate guitar charts. Oh yeah, that's great. That's great. I oh, the... find those really easy to follow. Like yeah, yeah, if yeah. you know the song enough, it's a shame they don't have bar lines on the yeah. chords. I think but... the, the ultimate guitar is really good as long as you know the song a bit beforehand. Yeah. So if you don't and there's know a couple the of times before, where then... they they skip bits and you can just. But you can personalise the tap. Yeah. The, the, the only thing I worry about when doing things live is if someone requests a song, I'll get the ultimate guitar to come on straight away and be like, okay, boom, let's see if we can give this a go. Yeah. But I always think that there's sometimes those those tabbers, some of them are really good. Some, some of them, them they make are few awful. Mis- yeah, some of them are awful. Some of them make a few mistakes in there. I just don't... Um, what do I do? I've had this discussion with Tom. Why would you put it up on the internet if it's not right? But, but they think it's right. That's the problem. They think it's right. So... I mean, from from our level, that's what we we could appreciate that they don't that they've got it wrong. But, but my they level won't isn't very g- good. Like I can go with what sounds right. But you, 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 if you, you are better than you think you are. You well, rocks. Thank you're, you. You're, but you're 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 the God's gift to singers crossing over with musicians because you have the knowledge from both sides to be good at both, which is so helpful sweet. and so good for a band. Because I find a lot of times big problems exist between band members when the instrumentalists don't get why the singer is annoyed at this and that and the singer doesn't get why the band members are annoyed at this and that and the communication breaks down so sometimes the the guitarist is like oh but this key is easy for me to do it in like you know to do like Sweet Child of Mine in but they don't realise that the singer is going to fucking destroy their voice within a few days but they don't get that because they don't sing and so then the singers they'll get annoyed because oh why can't you just change it to this key it's like well I have to change like right now and, and do it like, like yeah. yeah you've got to have sometimes people in there to just mediate yeah I think so, I mean, I mean, what's you, really nice about great. this band is I've got an entire singing band great yeah. although Tom's oh, yeah. dying so he hasn't been able to sing yeah too busy shagging no well he's actually sick <laughs> <laughs> I got this text this morning and then Brilliant. I got this text this morning being like, um, oh, um Is he really sick or is he just No no he is dying. Oh wow okay. Like he's genuinely very, very ill. I'm pretty like sure he's not sleeping and he's person. also like <laughs> had so much panadol. Oh, God. 
that like I'm sure he's going to be constipated for a year. <laughs> he's no, he's and, and strepsils as well. And oh. he's like, well, I'm. I'm I think if it was ibuprofen, I'd be more worried because I've done myself in with a stomach ulcer before. Oh, jeez. That was on a gig. That was in. Um, that was in Abu Dhabi on my second mm. contract. It uh, mm. was at um, Jazz Bar. I got a stomach ulcer, and I think it was from using ibuprofen and just. Non steroidal anti inflammatories. As, as but sorry, the point being, he is actually sick, but I then did see his birds. Speaking of that, I I wanted to ask you to, as you know, as a as a singer, you you must have heard so many different remedies and things for your voice. Is there one which you say universally for your voice actually works all the time? Because I hear all these different ones, they all have. Rest. You know, just rest. That's that that's thing. that if you want a universal one, that is the one. Is rest. If you want the things that I've learned that have helped me mostly, I mean training, go to training. If you can, if you can't, just make a plan and go. I mean, says the girl who struggles with her voice still, but I'm managing with my nodules. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I've lived with nodules for the past four years. Jamie just had pre-nodules, but he seems to be doing well with it. And that's why I've, I've never drunk that much. But like mine, the doctors in England say I can do it without surgery. I went, apparently they got a little bit smaller uh, when I was after doing vocal therapy. I don't Great. know. Could have been from rest. It could have been from, I don't know what. But I just know I have to watch it. My problem is I let go on stage and I don't think about technique. But yeah. uh, the, the universal remedies, I would say, is um, make sure you have your acid reflux under control. Yeah, and that was what did me as well. That, don't that main, don't go me. on medication for it. Are you on medication no, for it? No. Yeah, good. Don't do that. Just don't eat late. That's your best thing you can do for yourself. Don't eat or drink late. And I'm useless at that. Well, um, that, but yeah, that's the problem. You, you finish gigs at like one, two o'clock, and then what do you want to do after you've just expended all this energy? You want to get that energy back and yeah, and you don't grab need some to. McDonald's. Um, intermittent <laughs> fasting has been life changing for that with me, which is amazing. Fair play um, that has been life changing with weight. It's been life changing even with when I do it right with acid reflux. It's huge because you force yourself to stop eating earlier, and then because your body becomes adapted to that kind of fasting. You have a multitude of reasons, the health benefits, the weight benefits, and all, and the vocal benefits, and mm. that all helps. Um, I know a lot of singers who've said exercising, when you're exercising, it tends to, I find it does also clear off some phlegm if you do some good cardio. Ah, uh, yeah, fair enough. Um, sauna, steam room, that type vibes, really yeah. helpful. Yeah. Steaming is considered very helpful, but I found... I don't often find it helps me that much, but that might be because my steam has too much um, lime scale. I don't know if that Ooh, would affect nice. it. I don't know if that affects it, but okay. it's, um, yeah, so I've kind of, I've stopped steaming for a while because I found I tense up doing it. Okay. Like my throat would get tight. and I, Yeah. Well, yeah, I think you said, we talked about it before, and you said that um, it's like the position that you end up like with your head when you're steaming is actually quite uncomfortable and it can like I don't yeah I don't know what it is I don't know whether it's because I steam when I'm super stressed about my voice and that that stress makes my voice worse yeah so one of the best things I've done for my voice is not stressing about it as much which isn't always the recommendation for people sometimes if you want to do it right 
But you can live with nodules. Like nodules aren't the end of your career. I've, yeah. I've researched a lot on it. And there are a lot of doctors and, and this really great guy who I need to find who whose channel isn't great, but the bits he has on there are the most revolutionary Ooh, things. Oh, send this to me. That's yeah, good. yeah, we'll do. Um, but it's one of those things that the more I think about it, the more I tense and tension is my worst enemy. Uh, yeah. So... I've kind of had to release the pressure on it a bit, especially because I can't afford to stop singing. And that's one of the hardest things, I think, for anyone who has nodules in our industry. Yep. It's like... Well, especially for singers. I mean, there's a combination of reasons. There's the, I can't afford to stop singing because it pays my rent. Yep. And there's the, I don't feel good about myself when I'm not singing because that's my identity is performing. Yeah. So there's so many things that come with it. And then talking as well. And then you're not meant to talk. You're not meant to drink. You're not meant to... You're suddenly going, ah, I can't do any of these things. Mm. So the biggest thing is stop going so extreme on yourself because you can't do everything. Yep. And sometimes your voice is going to get tired. Even people without nodules as well. That's something I spoke to a friend who's been through two ops for nodules. Wow. Jesus. She's... I mean, I could have easily gone through two ops if I had another one now. I got I had an op when I was 19 and they came back I've had them for about four years at least um, but she said the thing is to remember that everyone gets vocal fatigue it's normal yeah and you just go okay I just need to pull myself back and like don't beat yourself up because then you're gonna tense and then it's gonna be worse cool if I can lessen the vocal load or just you know talk a bit less and just rest my voice and just think about it then it'll be fine and not to panic every time you do, because if you over tense, then it's only going to get worse. And uh, one of the biggest things I found this year was um, a laryngeal osteopath. I got to go. go, Say that that in English. (laughs) Laryngeal osteopath. So it's basically, she, um, basically she massages your throat and your neck. And I have so much tension here and I didn't even know these muscles existed. And it was really enlightening to me because it was something I hadn't gone through with anyone else. And I didn't realize the mechanics of what your voice is and where the bone sits and how the tension in your face makes it lift it. Those are tight and how you can stretch them out and all that stuff. Wow. So I'm looking forward to when I go back to England to get going back to her. Because yeah, I found as well, it was a way to kind of get, and also like massage in any form is good for you. Mm. So, but yeah, it was fucking painful. fucking yeah when she gets into the tongue muscles under here like i have so much tension and so i'm trying to use mindfulness and yoga to try and like concentrate not putting as much there but that's enlightening if there's one around dubai try try find them i know it's worth going because you might find you have tension you don't know about or like tension up here that's pulling it just it's all linked and it's one of those things i think where I've come to with this whole holistic therapy, which is not woo-woo science. Holistic <laughs> therapy means whole. It means looking at the whole. Okay. Because the fact is, a lot of a lot of current medicine, and it's changing, but a lot of current medicine is very good at oh, you've chopped your arm off, or you've cut yourself. We can fix that. Yeah. But the problem is that a lot of the time they'll go, oh, we've got a pill for that, pill for that. It fixes one thing, causes another thing. And it doesn't actually get to the root of the problem. So, for example, anti-inflammatory, which causes a lot of damage on your system. You look at the side effects of any carton, you're going to see that, mm. right? So it's not necessarily good for you. 
no doctor will say ibuprofen is good for you. Yeah. So what do you do? You take ibuprofen to reduce the inflammation of whatever, um, let's say your voice. Yeah. Or, or cortisone even. Let's go for a full steroid. <laughs> so you take that. Does a lot of decreases your immune system. Does a lot of bad things in your body, and you go, oh, okay, well my voice is better, so it's fine. But you haven't got to the root of the problem. No, you just fix the feeling of it. You fix the symptom, not the cause. And that's it's bad. just kind of like you know, just kind of like putting tape over a hole. Yeah, well, that's like what that's why I, I I I try not to use uh you know the vocal spray people have where they spray onto the throat or something. Oh, that's yeah, supposed yeah. to like what you mean a. I don't think it's vocal. Like numbs it or something? Yeah, a numbing spray. That's for a sore throat. And again, you're just masking the problem. And then you end up pushing harder sometimes. Because you think that your voice is fine. And I used to ignore that. I ignored that for years, for three or four years, until six months ago. I would ignore all that advice and I would just use any crutch I could. Jesus. And now I've learned to just accept if I'm sick, I kind of go a bit like, right i'm sick i'm gonna push through this i don't do streptols i don't do any of that because i'm like the negative impacts of those things are far worse than just going right i'm just gonna feel i've just gotta learn to feel shit sometimes <laughs> and your body will fight it now if i get really bad i'm going to fucking hospital i'm taking what drugs they give me yeah but like i think we just so easily turn to oh it's a bit sore let's numb it mm that we don't actually fix the root cause. Same with headaches, same with all these things. Mm. If you're getting multiple caffeine headaches, maybe you need to cut back on caffeine and not just take more. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, well, it's, it's, good, it's good that you've been doing the healthy the healthy lifestyle thing though. You might, I mean, it sounds to. like it's affected Clearly you. Clearly didn't work because I gained fucking five kilograms. <laughs> Sorry. Can I mention that again? Because I'm just That's, mad at myself. That's fine. I don't th- it doesn't look like you've gained anything. Fine, so you, right. you look fine. But... Is that what you say to Katya? Because that's why she's mad. <laughs> you look fine. Acceptable. No, I'm joking. Um, but uh, Every time. Oh, darling, you look so, yes. So, yes, tolerable. Normal. Normal. Uh, well done, you. Average. Mm. That's my sexy talk, Moderate. by the way, for all of you. Yeah. I'll bring you out a book soon. It's called Jamie's Sexy Talk Time. Sexy and, Talk Time. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, yes. Imagine if Alan Partridge did a sex book. That's... <laughs> That's how I would do it. Describe it. Right. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to... Still gonna, a virgin. <laughs> I'm going to finish off soon just because I need a shower. Yeah, you should. Before the gig. And we can probably do another one of these before I leave. Oh, bad. So we'll do two shorter ones instead of one. Oh, cheeky. Three hour one. Minis. Minis. Oh. Because... And I might even have a table with chairs next time. Whoa. Careful now. Careful now. That's Is there anything crazy. else, sorry, you want to talk about that you thought of talking about? That I thought of talking about. I had a whole potential idea for things I was going to discuss, uh, but I'll just go with now my third guitar. That no, yeah. that's Dad Abbott. That was my podcast with Dad. Which you listened to. <laughs> no, listen to Dave on. It's interesting because he goes through his whole like you know sort of career of being a solo musician and how he sort of built it up over time and how it morphed into what became a very successful comedy duo slash him just being a freelance musician doing all kinds of things. You're so, much better at selling this than I am. Oh, 
Thank you. Uh, it's probably out in a, in a book. Imagine if Alan Partridge did that. <laughs> oh, by the way, the drummer, I don't know if you listened to the drummer on the first podcast, which was uh, Lee Bridges. Oh, yeah, yeah. His good. book is on pre-order now. So if you uh, want to get... It's nothing like Alan Partridge. No, I'm sure it's no. really good. It's called Do Shit, Get Shit Done. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm very excited. I mean, it has a lot of swear words. So as you can hear, I've, I am excited. I've, yes. I've, I've downloaded a load of books recently and not read them. <laughs> That's great. Like I bought, I bought, um, I bought Sam Harris's Waking Up, which I'm keen for. It's got meditation and tings in it. Oh, mad, mad. City tings. Yeah, real exciting. I've managed to avoid alcohol for three whole days. Now let's see if I can Smash do it for a Sorry, wait. Day. <laughs> I should be clapped. Um, yeah, that's, that's good. Keep it up. Contract it shouldn't musician. be good. But that's the thing. It's so hard not to drink in this lifestyle. I mean, some people don't mind it, but it's starting to catch up with a few of them. <laughs> yeah, voice cracked a little bit there. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> and on that note, anyway, so go check out Jamie's stuff. Jamie's still put stuff up. I don't know. I have, I have music somewhere. Music somewhere. I'll go follow his videos. Do you have an Instagram? Fantastic. So follow that one. Anyway, I'll put it in show notes maybe one day when I do this properly. Right. Thanks for hanging out with us and we hope you have a good drive to wherever you're going or whatever you're doing and we hope you feel inspired. Have a shower. Have a shower. Yeah. Have a shower. Always have a shower. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.